I was going to write a book. I figured it would be a great outlet. Be able to organize my thoughts and I don't know. But as you can tell, I'm not that articulate to, you know, write out a whole book. So I said, what the hell? At least I will be able to vent and just kind of take it from there and see where it goes um i am going to remain anonymous <laughs> um i don't know i figure everything that i've been through in my 33 years of living it had to be for some greater reason you know but I don't know I find myself contemplating um, life and my past experiences and there's even been times where I wanted to just end it all you know but I'm still here and I think I might make it <laughs> So, hey, what the hell? So, I am a Virgo. I was born in September. And I was born in the 80s. <laughs> I think everybody can do the math. and, and But um, the 80s. It was an odd decade. You know. And I'm still trying to put my life together and figure out what my purpose is. And I'm still trying to understand why my life has been what it's been I'm not educated I'm not a dummy but I'm not as smart as I would want to be I'm not as pretty as I would want to be and I've lived most of my life miserable and the things that I did like they were not good for me And so, there's been this misconception that life is what you make of it. I beg to differ. I am a product of my environment. And unfortunately, the environment 
which has played such a big role in who I am today was not the best not for a baby growing up in the 80s and not as an adult living in today's society and I used to think that I was so lucky to be an American I can live the American dream I'm living an American horror story in real life an American horror story mm. and some say that ignorance is bliss and I found that out the hard way that it is I started talking to people from my generation and there's one thing that we all have in common most of our childhoods were horrible I can honestly say that my earliest childhood memory was of me and my brother. We were about 18 months apart and he's older than me, but we used to go to the babysitter early in the morning. And me and him, we have different fathers, you know, that's common. But we used to go to the babysitter early in the morning. And I remember I would still be half asleep. And I would stumble into the babysitter's house. It would still be dark outside and we would have padlets laying on the floor and my mom would give us a kiss and tell us that she would see us after work and we would watch the Muffet Babies And then I would see my brother's dad come out of the room from the babysitter. And he would lay on the padlet next to me. And he would caress me 
and kiss me. And I had to be maybe about three, two, maybe three at the most. And I would feel something bulging and pressing up against me. And thinking back, that was my earliest childhood memory. And unfortunately, as a kid, as a baby, you don't know right from wrong. You just know what's familiar. And you come to adapt to that type of environment and was I wrong for wanting it expecting it when it's my earliest childhood memory isn't of playing in the park isn't of eating ice cream it's of my stepdad masturbating and nutting on me as a baby. Well, I know that you guys are probably like, this girl is crazy. But I'm being 100% honest. That is my earliest childhood memory. Um, I wish that it was all, you know, happy and, you know, normal, but unfortunately it wasn't. And I have been silenced from actually speaking out and kind of ashamed, but as an adult, I have learned that I can't be held accountable for what an adult did to me when I was a child. And unfortunately, I can't erase the past. And there's some people, you know, when I tell them my story, you know, they're like, oh, well, there's plenty of people that grow up and that have been through similar things and, you know, they ended up being just fine. And But what is your definition of fine? How do you know that if something traumatic like that didn't happen, that their life would be the same you don't know and so for me as an adult now I guess I just try to like you know 
not let it affect me but how can you say that something doesn't affect you when for the first 10-15 years of your life that's the only thing that you knew <laughs> that and that, now don't get me wrong like my life wasn't like all bad I mean like in my eyes I didn't think that my life was bad at all you know okay so what my stepdad he fondles me and 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 does like adult things in front of me but you know he never hurt me you know so to some I'm lucky but you can't be lucky when you grow up in the house that is dysfunctional to say the least I watched my mother get beat on by this man I watched my siblings get beat by my mother and then I was just like I didn't even start I didn't even start talking until I was like seven years old before I even said one word and so the doctors didn't even think I was ever gonna talk like they were already like teaching me like sign language and shit and I was just like I just don't want to talk you know I guess my mom used to say if you don't have anything good to say then don't say anything at all and I didn't um so now it's just like I'm the same way I really don't say anything more reserved into myself and but there are horror stories that play out in my mind every day now me and my oldest brother we used to call him Jughead and we were very close we used to play together and he would act like he was like driving a city bus and we would just ride around because we were poor you know like let's be honest we were poor and so one of our main activities was riding the city bus and so my brother he would he would put on his little hat and he would act like he was driving the bus and he would make this crazy little noise with his with his mouth like <laughs> and we would ride around all day like he knew like the 
the names of the buses and the routes that it would take through the city and stuff and but even in that like we had to be probably like five or six like he would probably be like six and I was probably like five and even then we knew that my oldest brother was going to be a homosexual I don't know what was going on but we just knew he was born that way so by the time my two younger brothers were born I was probably like six my oldest brother was seven going on eight and by the time my two younger brothers was probably like three or four we used to like terrorize my older brother we used to just like mess with him because we used to get beatings we didn't get whoopings we got beatings and I remember one time like my mom had choked the shit out of my brother my oldest brother and we used to run behind him like we, my brother's name is Justin and we used to be like me and my little brothers would be like Justin guy choked it Justin guy choked it and we used to just die laughing like we had the most oddest and the most weirdest sense of humor we used to like he would fall down the stairs or something because he was so clumsy and we would just die laughing and I used to get a whooping because I would laugh at cruel things but I couldn't help it I just couldn't help it and my mom had worked for um, she worked for um, Cessna and she had these big old like sheet metal like cutter things like they looked like like I don't know how to describe them, but they look like big old, like a big ass fucking pair of scissors. And, but they would cut through sheet metal. And I used to scare my little brothers with them, like, I'm going to cut off your head. You know, like weird stuff. But I was the only girl, so of course I was going to be a little bit more tomboyish. But as I got older and... I felt like I was an adult at like eight or nine years old. I just couldn't relate to my age because I had always been treated as an adult and I didn't understand that. And so by the time I had gotten to like fifth grade, I was writing like sexually explicit letters to boys in school and getting in trouble for it and I was a kleptomaniac and I always was like setting stuff on fire and stuff and my mom was just so mean to me and she would she was very abusive to us and at the time I didn't understand it but my behaviors was showing that I had been through a lot of things that were traumatic.
And as a kid, you just don't understand how to express yourself. You don't know how to express yourself. And you're basically crying out for help. And I remember one day I was doing something in the kitchen, washing dishes or something. And my mom had said something to me and I like, had got an attitude with her, you know, and she was like, what's your problem? You've been acting like you grown lately and you just been doing too much shit. And she called me in the living room and she just was like, now tell me what's wrong or I'm going to beat your ass, you know. And my stepdad was standing there. Now, mind you, this man was everything to me because my real father was in and out of my life. I knew my real father, but he wasn't in my life like my stepfather was in my life. And so I got scared and, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, shit. This is the reason why, you know, and this is what's been going on. And I had this antique doll named Rita, and she was like a life-size doll. And my mom was like, tell me what's been going on, you know. And I showed her, you know, I pulled down Rita's panties, and, you know, I told my mom that, you know, like, that my daddy would, you know, open my legs and he would take out his dick and he would jack off on my stomach and he would wipe semen up off my stomach and I like literally explained to her everything coming from like a nine-year-old like a nine-year-old is not supposed to know what semen is or they're not supposed to know that a dick gets hard and they're not supposed to know you know, things like that men have pubic hairs and shit like that. And she was just like, you know, she was like in denial. And she basically beat my ass still. And made me apologize to my stepdad for lying on him in front of everybody and because this is something that went on for like a couple of days you know like I had to keep telling her over and over and over again and granted my mom was not the brightest motherfucker but she did not understand that when you subject a child to relive things that are not normal and then you make them apologize for stuff that actually happened they lose all faith and trust in adults period and from that moment on like I thought that it was normal and some of the things that my stepdad was doing to me, I started doing it with my little brothers because 
of course, the cat's out the bag. So he's not doing it to me anymore. Not only did I lose my father figure, I lost what little love that I thought was normal. And so I was looking for it in other places. And I thought that what was going on as far as the it was never like penetration but it was always just molestation I don't know what the difference is shit but I started doing it to, to my little brothers and my little cousins and that's the part that killed me as an adult because I hated myself for that And I still do. I still hate myself for that. And by the time I got like 13, started running away from home. Because of course she thought that I was like sexually active and I'm having a hard time understanding what sexually active is because in my eyes I've been sexually active since I was like two years old so of course She's taking me to the doctor to see if I'm still a virgin and the doctor's like, yeah, you're still a virgin and I'm being even more embarrassed and traumatized because she's making sure, oh, you're not finna get pregnant and I wasn't even having sex yet, not in the literal sense of having sex or the normal way of having sex and you know sometimes out of anger you know cause by the time I was like in middle school her and my stepdad you know they had broken up and you know and she would still come to me sometimes and ask me like was you telling the truth about what happened and I would tell her you know yeah I'm telling the truth I was telling the truth then and I'm telling the truth now she's like why did you change your story and well, what the fuck did you want me to do you was threatening me with a whooping I didn't know I was I just was hoping that I didn't get a whooping you know so at that point as a nine-year-old, I was willing to tell you anything after I told you the truth and you still didn't believe me. I didn't know what was right or what was wrong to tell you, you know. And so, I just hated her for a long time. And it showed because I was always running away from home. 
I was always doing stuff that I didn't have no business doing. And so by the time I was like 14, I had been into this lockup facility for for kids because when I ran away from home, they put me in the children's home. And I had like a little youthville worker. And she tried to like, you know, you know, they try to advocate for you and shit, I stole her car and some other shit. So I ended up having to go to um like a it's like a lockup facility for kids. And so got out of there, went back when I was like fifteen. I wasn't even out for like a year. So I was like, fuck it, you know what? Let me just get my GD. Stayed there for a year, got my GD, got out. And so the only thing that my mom will say is, I just want you to graduate and not have no kids. Just graduate and don't have no kids until you're grown. Which I never wanted kids. So when I got out, in her eyes, I was grown. And the most fucked up thing happened while I was away. So my mom actually worked for this place called Urban League where you could go if you was a teen and get your GED and things like that. And she happened to run into one of my friends I met while I was in jail. And 